passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. Mike J. He is Mike S. We are the Mike's on Mike, and this is the best wrestling podcast you haven't heard of until right now. Mike, how the hell's it going, buddy? Um, this has been not the best week, man. Um, it, it like started off as a dope week. Uh, Saturday, my brother got married. You know, it was a great time. Right. Um, it was dope. It was weird for me because, um. I was the best man. I'd give like a speech, you know, and I, I wrote this like really like emotional speech about how much I love my brother. And, uh, you know, I was like, I'm gonna cry. Uh, and that's okay. It's a small wedding and reception. My brother was like, you know, we're gonna have like a big party. So my understanding was we're gonna have this little intimate wedding on, um, the dock on his, like the lake on his property. And then we're going to go up over the hill. They had a bunch of tables and a tent set up. But I, my understanding was we were going to have like a little small reception for the family, do speeches. And then he was going to have a big-ass party after, right? So we come right. up over the hill for this from the from the wedding. And there's a hundred fucking people at my brother's. <laughs> and it like dawns on me that I have to give a speech that I'm likely going to cry during. In front of a hundred fucking people, and I know maybe fifteen of them. Right. And I'm like, oh fuck. And let me tell you what, we're like deep in the heart of Trump country, you know what I mean? Like it was a super spreader mm-hmm. event. Uh, and that's whatever. I don't give a shit about any of that. But you know, like I'm saying Trump country, like because there's a bunch of like like redneck like manly men like fucking pussy crying, and I'm like, fuck, man, I'm gonna cry for all these fucking hillbillies. Um, but then I was like, fuck it, that can all suck my dick, and I gave a great speech, and my brother cried, and then later he comes up to me, he's like, the fuck, bro, you got me out here fucking crying in front of everybody? <laughs> but, then we woke up the next morning, and found out that our uncle had passed away. So, it's been a weird week for me and my family. And for the record, that's now five in the last two years. So, um... <laughs> It's been like a weird week. Also, all that bullshit from work that I told you guys about, it's still going on. So, <laughs> so there's still no resolution there? No. So, <sighs> whatever. <laughs> you know, man, like, whatever. Whatever. Let's talk about some fucking wrestling. I don't care, man. I don't care. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's, uh,. Let's focus. I'm, I'm going to talk Halloween Havoc. I know you were a witness to this. We're not going to review it blow by blow. I'm going to talk about some of the highlights here and get through it. And we'll talk a little bit about Dynamite. As I did not get to catch up on that this week. And we got some other news I think we need to touch on as well. So, NXT Halloween Havoc. Uh, second edition. <laughs> so, NXT 2.0. Get it? See what I did there? Yeah, I it was the second Halloween Havoc for NXT. It's NXT 2.0. It's a uh, 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 time is a flat square circle or whatever that saying is. Anyway, uh, 
<laughs> they opened with the Scareway to Hell ladder match, Mike, and I was thinking as these girls, I'm sorry, as these women were coming out, like, man, I'm a little nervous for some of them. They're still kind of new, which, I, I mean, disregarding their backgrounds of any indie work that they did, it's kind of made me a little nervous, but I'm going to say all of these women showed up. This was a really fun match. Io Shirai is nuts and takes crazy scary bumps from time to time. Um, but that's what happens when you got that TPE, right? Oh, baby. <laughs> but I enjoyed this match. I thought all the teams looked pretty good in this match. And we have new tag team champions, Mike, in the women's division. Uh, in Toxic Attraction, uh, Gigi Jolin and K2. K2, I love it. I love that we call her K2. <laughs> Gigi Dolan makes me hate Darby Allen more. <laughs> Gigi Dolan's I need an like, explanation on this. Gigi, okay, first of all, I'm not like a... Like, I get it. I get it, man. I get it. I get why she was with him. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. But, like... Being not uh, a Darby Allen fan, like Darby Allen is like, okay, like one of the people I hate most in the world is also the first person my wife ever had sex with. <laughs> I think we've had this discussion and before. I, yeah, and I hated him before I even like started dating my wife. Like I hated him before I even knew my wife. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um. And, uh, then later I found this out, like, and I was like, oh, fuck, god damn it. And that's kind of how I feel about her a little bit, you know what I mean? Where it's like, mm -hmm. fuck, man, this chick's super fine, but god damn, I hate her ex-boyfriend so much. And I don't even know why. Like, I feel like I, I, I do know why. I do know why. <laughs> I do know why. I'm not into the whole sad boy thing. That, I, I don't, it... Like, okay, like... Because you feel like he actually lives his damn gimmick, and... Yeah, I feel like he lives his gimmick. You might not know what we mean by that, but we know what we mean by that. I feel like he lives his gimmick, and his gimmick is not someone that I would ever, ever, ever want to fucking hang out with. Ever, right. man. And I get why it right. sells, and I get why it's fucking marketable, but, like, it's just not something that... Like, it's not a person that I would ever want to fucking hang out with. Some goth skateboarder fucking emo guy it's not at all man that's not me in any way um so oh man and i just love her so fucking much <laughs> uh. yeah uh let's see i don't even like that's what's more... crazy is i don't even get like celebrity crushes you know a lot of times people be like right. who's your celebrity crush and i'm like I, I, uh, Asa Akira? Um, so, <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, so, uh, I don't get celebrity crushes, so when I do, it's, like, weird for me, and I don't know how to deal with them. <laughs> uh, we get Joe Gacy versus Malik Blade. Um, only bringing this up because this leads to more interaction between him and, uh, 
Parker, what's his name? Harlan. Harlan, yes. Uh, so we're furthering that storyline. Um, I'll ask you, I don't want to get too deep into this, but are, are you still with this? Are you completely out on it? Are you curious? Where are you landing? Because I think it's getting better each week. Um... I, I, Just I don't, the subtle I don't, things they're doing I don't to hate further. Where it's they're not going. going all... I don't hate where it's going, and I think Joe Gacy is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think he's interesting, and mm-hmm. um, it's weird. But when have I ever like, you know, like that's one thing I was thinking about the other day. It's weird, but like. Why, why, like, I like weird shit, you know what I mean? So, fuck it, let's roll. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, let's go ahead and skip to the NXT women's title match. Raquel Gonzalez made her entrance on a crotch rocket, uh, a la The Undertaker, and defends her title against Mandy Rose, the leader of Toxic Attraction. And spoiler alert, Toxic Attraction is now draped in gold. Uh, a Let's see, they had a spin the wheel make the deal, and it was a, what, a tricker trick street fight, I believe is what they called it. Tricker um, street. And they, uh, you know, there are no rules. It was basically a no DQ match uh, at one point in the match. The a hooded figure came out, and this was obviously the promos we were seeing of someone coming back and hit uh, Raquel Gonzalez on the back with a shovel, which led to Mandy throwing a nasty-looking knee and getting the pin and becoming the new champion. The figure was revealed to be none other than Dakota Kai, which I think was kind of obvious that's who it was going to be from the promos. But then it became even more obvious when she was out there for this particular match. Dude, so, as soon as she came out, I was like, that's Dakota Kai. Yeah, yeah. Which, I'm, I mean, I'm not mad about. That's Who, fine. by the way, I'm becoming uh, more of a fan of. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I want to say a fan, but, like, I get it now. And um, I, um, I appreciate what she does as a character. Like, I think my problem with okay. her has always been attire. And ring work, and here lately I've been appreciative of what she's been doing character-wise. Facial expressions. I want to give a call out to her on that. She does great facial expression work. Okay. Okay, I like this. Um, yeah, man, toxic attraction draped in gold. How hot is this faction, both uh, with momentum and in looks, Mike? Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I said, uh, they're pushing them. We could tell that when they started NXT 2.0, and they damn sure are, and hey, I like it. We haven't had a strong female faction, whatever. Ever. ever. I, I know we I mean, toyed. I guess you can't really call them a faction, but I was going to say um, Lay Cool. But they weren't really a faction. It was a duo. Yeah, right. And Bella Twin, same thing. It's a duo. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a, a a two plus group of women that has been 
even considered a faction for that long of time. I know we kind of toyed with the what was it PMS, and there were a couple other ones. There was, uh, um, there was, dude, it was just so funny to me. There was, uh, um, you had all the black girls. Uh huh. That was PMS, then, right? Pretty mean sisters. PMS. That was the one where they took all the black girls and put them together. And then you had the Bellas and um, uh, the other black girl, but she talked white, so they put her with the Bellas. Um, <laughs> Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. We just call it like it is on this show. I'm sorry. Like, um, And I'm not saying that in a terrible I'm saying that that's what WWE does. WWE yeah. focuses on weird racial aspects and puts people in categories based on that. Like, weird, like, racial aspects that I don't understand. Like, like legitimately, if you're a black girl that quote-unquote talks white, whatever you want to call that, <laughs> they, they, they literally treat you like Dion from Clueless. <laughs> or otherwise, you get some wild haircut and um, they do something that way. And don't say they don't because Sasha has wild hair. Bianca Belair's whole gimmick for the first three years of her fucking career was her hair. Like, it's the weirdest fucking thing to me, man, how they treat other races like it's so crazy to me how they and it's not even just like this was so crazy about Vince McMahon is that he's like one of those old school racist people like my grandpa's friend Max right Max is an old like fucking Irish guy right in Youngstown Max is old school racist like at my fucking great aunt's funeral I'm standing there with my cousin and her husband and she introduces him this is my husband Jim Saletti and he looks at her and he's like Tiffany did you marry an Italian that's how Vince McMahon is racist. Like, he's so old school racist. Like, look at Becky Lynch, man. Oh, God, I'm just dirty pirate hooking Becky Lynch. Because she's fucking Irish. <laughs> and that's what you do with the Irish, right? Like, look what he does with anyone with a fucking accent. He so hones in on that fucking stereotype. Like, if you are if you got a fucking Italian like, if you like, I got a Brooklyn accent, please believe you're going to be wearing a fucking fedora to the ring of wearing a wife beater talking about the Yankees and shit. Like, that's what they do in that company, and it's so fucking aggravating to me, man. It's so fucking aggravating that they just hone in on this one small, and then just stereotype the fuck out of it. Kills me, man. It fucking kills me. It is a, uh... Anyway, and then the other faction was the submission sorority google that <laughs> yeah yeah that was a and what did they do there us. and what did they do there and what did they do there uh we got a couple of white girls with accents and uh fuck it we got this other white girl throw them all together um and right. they do the same thing with them man it's so fucking stupid i hate this and then, I, I mean i guess <laughs> the only other the only other faction of the female variety that had any momentum was the Riot Squad, and they never won titles together. So, 
Uh, yeah, man. Toxic Attraction. I like it. I'm interested to keep watching and seeing what develops there. Uh, NXT tag titles. MSK defended against Imperium in a spin the wheel, make the deal that landed on a Lumberjack O'Lantern tag team match. Lumberjack O'Lantern. This might have been match of the night, if I'm being honest. This was a really good tag team match, especially with the addition of Lumberjacks. I'm not a Lumberjack match fan. Uh, this worked well. They all, everything was incorporated well. Um, and we got new tag team champions. Imperium takes the straps away from MSK. I think we need to take the opportunity and turn MSK heel here. I am with it. <laughs> Do you enjoy this match, Mike? Um... Yeah, I'll be honest, man. There wasn't anything I didn't really enjoy on this show. I, I just can't. Really. Yeah. I mean, like, this was a good show. Yeah, it was a really fun NXT show. Uh, and then we finish. We'll finish the night off. We'll just cap it off right now. Just jump to the NXT championship match. Tommaso Ciampa, our champion, defending against the up-and-coming Braun Breaker. I'm going to say this. First of all, I thought for sure. I just had a feeling. I had seen something reported where it almost sounded like a guarantee that uh, Breaker was winning this title. And we were going forward with this new version of NXT 2.0. But sure seems like this new version of NXT 2.0 wants Champa involved in some way, shape, or form. Because still champion, Tomasa Champa. And I think, as I had stated, can be done. I think he made Braun look like a fucking beast, man. When Champa walked out, dressed like the God of War. <laughs> no shit, I was the straight... Amazon order God of War. Dude, when he straight up walked out looking like Kratos, I was like, no fucking way, this guy's losing this match. There's no fucking way. You know how sometimes, <laughs> you know how sometimes you just know, right? That's a hundred percent what happened here, man. Like I just like. Like when Triple H came out that WrestleMania and fucking Motorhead was playing, and you were like, oh, yeah, man, you don't lose when Motorhead's playing you to the ring. Um, right. It's just, and then he lost. Um, no, I don't I know. Did he lose? He didn't lose. I, well, I don't think so. You know, just sometimes you just know when someone walks out of the curtain, like, this motherfucker ain't losing. I just right. knew. I just knew. Right. And I'm not going to say there weren't times in the match. Where I was like, oh shit, oh, oh, you know, but, uh, yeah, man, it was one of those, like, I, like, you just knew, man, like, Champ is the man, like, to carry them at 2.0, like, he straight up is, man, like, he, he really is, and I'm not saying he's the man, like, for the next six months, even, you know what I mean, but he probably, right. but he probably should be, until one of these guys is solid, solid ready to take that title off, I mean, it probably should be Braun Breaker. Probably should be, man. But let's come back to it six to twelve months from now, man. I don't know. I ain't saying Chomp has to hold it the whole time, but just saying this is probably the guy to carry you for a while until like you figured out who that guy is. Because as far yeah, as I because no. look, no disrespect to anyone on that show. 
none at all to anyone on that show. But right now, Champa Gargano and Roddy Strong are probably only about the three most believable people you could have as champions on that show. If you put that belt on anyone else on that show, I'm sorry, you have no one. You have no one capable of carrying that title outside of those three names. Yep. None. So just... So just keep it. Build up the new ones. Yeah. So just, yeah, just, that's what you gotta do. You just gotta keep building these guys up and let, keep it between those three, I guess, man. I'd probably just keep it between Ciampa and Gargano and maybe just Ciampa. But I, like, you just don't have believable title contenders on that show yet. It is what it is. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, man, I thought NXT uh, Halloween Havoc was uh, a success. I enjoyed the entire show. Uh, let's just roll right into a little bit of AEW, maybe give us some of the highlights. Mike, I, again, as I stated to you off air, did not get a chance to watch it. Mike's been having some rough weeks when it comes to work and being able to stay awake to watch things. So time ran out. Saw some highlights. Uh, what stuck out for you, man? Um, okay, so, uh, I mean, so we opened with CM Punk versus Bobby Fish. Um, Mm -hmm. this was a pretty good match, you know, pretty good match. Bobby Fish plays an exceptional heel. Especially when the baby faces is fucking over as Punk is, right? Right. And Fish's old school mustache twirling villain character that he plays when he's a heel is almost like the perfect type of heel to put against CM Punk. <laughs> Because he's so over, you know, it's almost like, so it's almost so perfect that it's too on the nose. Um, but I really enjoyed this match. Um, this was good shit. Uh, (laughs) after that, uh, MJF, uh, beat the fuck out of Bryce Donovan in about two minutes. And then just ripped the shit out of, um, the fans. And Sting came in, and, uh, Sting and Allen attacked, and blah, blah, blah. I, I, MJF and Darby Allen are obviously facing it, uh, full gear. We knew this. Um, I, uh, This is a weird spot to be in, you know, for both guys. <laughs> they both really need a win, don't they? Do they, though? Darby Allen wins all the fucking time. Except now, CM Punk. it's going to show... Well, he didn't, but, like, fuck, man, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. I'm just saying. Come on. I'm just saying. Come on, dude. And he lost the TNT title. Yeah. Yeah, but like oh he, well that no Miro had it. Never mind, that was a while ago. Sorry, my timelines are confused. Ago, man, he yeah, did lose that title, ago. but it was a while ago, man. Darby Allen doesn't yeah. really lose, so I think Darby Allen's probably gonna take the loss here. First of all, you have to, you can't let MJF lose. 
I'm sorry. I'm going to say he has to. MJF you cannot has let to. MJF lose another big match, No, right? he, he cannot lose. I'm sorry. Like, And that's like, I get they like Darby Allen, but MJF cannot mm-hmm. lose. He cannot. Yep. I'm with you. At this point, you have to have him in a position where he just doesn't lose anymore for the next year. Honestly, this dude should take maybe two pins over the next year until you're ready to have him take that belt off fucking Adam Cole. And I know we had Daniel Bryan and CM Punk there, but you got to keep the fucking path, man. You got to keep the fucking path. I'm sorry. You can't let this fucking sway things. You got to keep the path, guys. You had a, you had a firm, clear, obvious path to fucking continued long-term success. And you cannot let these guys that got another fucking five years at best left in them fucking deter that from you. You cannot. Anyway, this is a really yeah. great segment. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I see your path going the way their path going I, the way you're you're I don't playing either. it out, but we'll see. I don't either. I don't either. But <laughs> we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that after the break. Well, uh, here's the thing, ahead. though, man. <laughs> Dan O'Brien and CM Punk don't need to win that title. Adam Cole, no. Adam Cole's the real. Adam Cole's the real wrench in the title picture for me. Mm-hmm. Personally. Especially when it comes to, to MJF. Like, Paige is obviously going to get his next month. MJF was we the other. We sure would sure shit hope so. Yeah, MJF was the other one that we've been talking about since the beginning. That's like, this is the guy that you need to like. There's a reason MJF hasn't held the fucking TNT title yet, guys. It's because it's fucking beneath him. Mm-hmm. Um... After that, we had a TNT Championship match. Sammy Guevara, Ethan Page. This is a fucking pretty good match. Um, I had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, a little sloppy here and there. But, you know, whatevs. I fucking watch Deathmatch Wrestling. It's the sloppiest shit ever. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, I know what it is. I don't give a fuck. It's not about fucking art, man. It is about art. It's an art. But their art isn't fucking... Uh, perfected holds and um, Canadian destroyers. Although every now and again you see a Canadian destroyer. Um, the Duke John Wayne Murdoch does a pretty decent one. Um, but their art just happens to be with glass and blood. Um... <laughs> Anyway, enjoyed the match. Uh, Guevara picks up the win. Um, Inner Circle is going to take on uh, Men of the Year and whoever from Dan Lambert's American Top Team. I'm starting to be less annoyed by Dan Lambert every week. I don't know if I'll. I don't know if I'll be a fan. You know what I mean? I don't right. know about that, but like. His shtick, I get. I get what he's doing, and I enjoy heel work. So, I, 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 I it's, it's become bearable. Then we had a TBS Championship tournament match. Uh, I thought this was interesting that they had this one so early in the tournament. Serena right. D versus uh, Sheeta, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheeta picks up the win. Um, after the match, Sheeta gets attacked by Deeb. Deeb does the ha, um, 
hit some submission moves on her till Jerry Lynn. I believe it was Jerry Lynn. Pretty sure it was Jerry Lynn. Came in and broke it up. It's a fucking dope match. Dope fucking match, man. Really surprised they had two big names like this, like, this early in the tournament. But like, right, right on. Right off in. the bat, yeah. Yeah, right on. But, like, I guess, like, Deeb is still technically NWA contract, isn't she? I believe so, yeah. So that's a good way to, like, you're not going to have her win this fucking tournament, so... You know, might as well kick it off hot in the first round with her against Sheeta, give Sheeta a big win right off the fucking rip, start it off good. You know, world title, uh, tur- eliminator tournament, uh, it was Mox versus 10 or whatever the fuck you want to call him, Preston Vance. Um, Mox kicked the shit out of this dude. <laughs> like, kicked the fucking shit out of this dude. Like, like bloodied him, kicked the fuck out of him. Paradigm shift, pinned him, left the arena. Uh, kicked the shit out of this dude. Uh, I enjoyed this. I like this good shit. Um, he's definitely gonna be turning heel soon, right? Uh, he's been beating the fuck out of baby faces. Do you see what he did to fucking Wheeler Yuta? I mean, it's, I guess it's a possibility. He been beating it, the fuck out of baby faces, dog. I do, however, feel like Mox is one. I, we all know that I'm not a fan, but if I'll, I'll throw him the bone of, he's one of those people who fans are going to cheer no matter what, whether he's a baby face, whether he's a heel. Um, so I don't know that it really matters when it comes to him. That's fair, but. You could be right. You could be right. It could be a heel turn for him. Um, now, he takes on OC next week. We'll see. We'll see what he does there. Yeah, that'll be a good test of the waters, won't it? Yep. That will be a good test of the waters. It'll also be a good test of what I just said, so <laughs> let's go. Um, here is what uh, a question I have for you or in regards to this tournament. This clearly comes down to Mox versus Brian, right? I mean, for the people that are in it, I feel like that's the most logical. Does Mox get the first win over Brian? Oh, oh BD? Because someone has to beat I him think... eventually. Someone. Uh... <sighs> okay, so... It all depends, because what, which is the bigger win for Paige if we're establishing him as a champion, assuming he wins the title, right? Say that again. Okay, so this tournament is for, correct me, it's for a future title shot, right? Um, and the final yes. takes place at Full Gear, correct? Yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying is, assuming Hangman beats Omega for the title, mm-hmm. this will be the next challenger, in theory, right? In theory, so, theoretically. So, but it's for you a assume future title. Page will, you yeah, you assume that Page will keep that title. Hangman will keep that title for a bit. Mm-hmm. So what win? What is a better win for him? A bigger win for him? Daniel Bryan or Moxley? Because I feel like maybe 
Brian beating Moxley to then make Hangman be the first one, not only to defend the title, but to give Brian a loss could be interesting. And maybe a bigger deal for Hangman than Mox, who's, let's be real, he's, I mean, he was established before he came into AEW. You know what I mean? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I, I think, I don't know. I don't know what I think. There's a lot of interesting th- ways this could all play out. Like, I'm very excited. Yeah. Very excited. 100%. This um, after that, let's see. Uh, uh, Cody, and my favorite yeah, part of what, the... That's why I saw it. I knew it was coming up. And my favorite part of the <laughs> night, Cody... Comes out to a chorus of booze. <laughs> like, we're at the point where the crowd full blown just is like, has turned against this guy. And I fucking love it. And it's like. You know what's funny about a boo in pro wrestling now? What's that? Is that it? It's like back in the day, a boo in pro wrestling used to mean you're a shitty bad guy. Oh, we hate you. Ric Flair used to get booed. You know what I mean? Right. But the Attitude Era, NWO, they changed all that, man. Right. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna say the NWO and Stone Cold Steve Austin okay. changed that. Let's do that. DX. <laughs> DX. Yeah. Let's give yep. all due respect to DX, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Original DX. OG DX. OG yep. DX. They were they were heels in the purest form, and no one gave a fuck. Yep. Everyone loved them. Uh, yep. <laughs> um. They were they were such like cheered heels. That, like, a face Bret Hart did not change his character at all and was a heel. Like, they were, they were so good at being heels that it completely yep. flip flopped the audience on Bret Hart. Like, yep. Like, it's wild. Um, so, um, but that, that all changed <laughs> because you, like, the heels were like the best characters on the show and you cheered for them and you loved them. And then in wrestling, also, the internet happened, right? We know everything now. We all know what's going on. It, it's stupid. Um, but in regards to that, we now cheer for the people that we like, the characters that we love, right? It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if they're a good guy or a bad guy. It doesn't matter. I went to fucking to the Undisputed show last week, and I cheered for the shittiest people on the show. They're my favorite fucking people. I booed good guys, and that's what we... Nah, I shouldn't say I booed good guys. I don't fucking... I cheer for everybody in the Undisputed Show. Everybody. But I go hard for these heels, right? And in wrestling now, we cheer for fucking everyone. We cheer for everyone. And we boo you if you fucking suck. And we just don't <laughs> like you. And that ain't no shit, man. There's... Like, you know who else got fucking booed? Jinder Mahal when he was champion. And he wasn't getting yep. booed because he was a shitbag heel. 
because it was effective heel work. He was getting booed because he ruined the fucking show as the champion. You yep. get booed now in wrestling when people don't fucking like you, and I guarantee Cody went out there and was like, yeah, I'm a heel now. No. Yeah, no, I think there are some not. exceptions to this, but I think for the most, you're 100% spot on. Yeah, okay, I'll give you there are some exceptions. MJF. Right. Because fans I think are Baron playing Corbin along. slides into Baron, there, too. Baron Corbin, fans are playing along. I think there's yep. certain guys that are such heels that fans play along with it. Right, but for the majority, you can even tell the difference between those kind of boos, right? Yes, they sound different. Yep. The crowd yep. looks I'm different. I'm with you, man. Spot on. So what happened? Um, so, Cody hit the road to <laughs> a promo where he fucking referenced everyone in his family, like he always does. I got a brother. Hated. I got a wife. It's too hot for me. And I got an adorable daughter. And I got a dad. I don't know if hey, you guys did you know knew. that his dad is Dusty Rhodes? That was part of his promo. I don't know if you guys knew, but my dad is Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> um, I got this dumb fucking tattoo on my neck. Uh, and then says that he will not turn. He literally says. <laughs> he, he literally says, dude. He's not going to turn heel. He doesn't say heel, but he says, I won't turn. And because he loves the fans too much as they fucking boo him. This has to be a heel turn. This has to be the start of a heel turn, man, where he doesn't believe. Like, I, OK, I'll tell you this. If Cody starts a fucking heel turn where he doesn't believe the fans are booing him. I'll support that. Um, <laughs> after that, Andrade thankfully fucking interrupted him. And then, uh, uh, also Malachi Black. I'm down as fuck with this team. This team up makes no sense. Like Malachi, like Alistair Black and Ricochet made no sense. But like, fuck it, I'm down for it. Uh, just like I was down for that one. Uh, they kicked the shit out of these two until fucking, uh, Pac came to make the save. I love that Pac, uh, Okay, so like at the end he makes the save and they run out of the ring and they're standing outside of it and Pat goes to like runs off the ropes like he's gonna do that springboard he does. Uh, mm -hmm. and they back away and he stops and he instead he does like a handspring against the ropes and backflips and then at the very end like kinda does a small hop up and lands in Alistair Black's like Sitted po sitting pose, how he sits, mm -hmm. lands mm -hmm. like that and sits and looks at him. Oh, dude, and they show Alistair Black real fast, and he makes this like, oh, don't you fucking even dare, fucking like motion, and it's brilliant, man, that they both put like those little extra touches in. Um, overall, man, this segment, fuck Cody, fuck Cody. <laughs> it's funny too, cause like. This is the most WWE thing I've ever seen on AEW, right? Where someone just comes out and, like, knows what the fans want and is just like, nope, not doing it. Nope. You guys want me to be a heel? You guys don't like me? Well, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm the ultimate babyface on this show, and that's the way things are going to stay around here. 
Um, <laughs> then the... I just like the fact that Andrade told him his tattoo was stupid, so yes, that makes everything perfect. Yes. Uh, so we had Dark Order versus the Elite. After that, the Elite came out dressed like the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I thought this was really Saw fun. That. I thought this was really fun, man. <laughs> uh, and then they had a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man with them. Um, that uh, um, you assume was Brandon Cullen. Uh, the Dark Order come out. They're dressed in a bunch of different costumes. Um, uh, the best one out of all of them was um, Colt Cabana, dressed as Brandon Cutler. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. Um, That's pretty good. The heels uh, pretty much dominated most of this match. Um, and then... Uh, Like a, a costume horse came out. One of the Dark Order was a horse, and then the back end of the horse came out later. And uh, it was like one of those tandem, your basic tandem horse costume. And like uh, one that came out later. Uh, it's just the horse running out, and blah, blah, blah. The referees then knocked the puck out. Um, they assume the horse is one of the Dark Order. They do the quadruple. Um, fucking knee strike which i don't like i don't i like when the bucks do the what is it the the bte trigger i guess you call it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i I like that move when the bucks do it i think they've got it down to a real good science where they make it look very believable right right when you add in that third when omega started doing it with them okay so the idea is you have to find a place to put all three of these knees without slant and this dude has to find a place to put his head ideally right so that it all looks right. believable and that's hard to do right but when there's three of them there's still an angle to which he can move his head to make it all look like he's getting struck and moving in like a certain direction when there's four people it's the dumbest move i've ever seen like not I've ever seen. That's stupid to say. Like, I've seen Jinder Mahal try to do his finisher. Um, the, but there's no feasible place for his head to go or move, right? So it just looks like, like if you watch when it happens, you see how his head, like, like the head moves around and shit, and it just doesn't look, it doesn't look good to me. It's, it's too much. It's too much. There's no way to sell it properly. That is my problem. I don't think there's a good way to sell it and be safe. Um, but again, I'm not a fucking wrestler, so why do I know? Uh, I I mean, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Uh, I probably feel the same way as you. And, yeah, no, I'm with you. But go on about the, uh, the match itself. Okay, so, the, uh, they take the fallout. They maybe. take the horse head off, and it's Brandon Cutler. And at this point, the Stay Puff Marshall man's already removed his hat. Before he's even, he's taken his, 
crowds cowboy shit it's how man page is the stay puff marshmallow man he hits fucking dead eye on omega silver hits whatever his fucking finishing move is on matt jackson and gets the pinfall but um this was good shit uh this was good shit this was a fun match i really enjoyed it dark order and page getting the fucking standing tall picking up the win um this was good. This was good. This is a good episode of AEW, man. Nice. Well, let's do this. Let's uh take a quick break, and I think we got a few other things we probably should back clean up on as far as it goes to the wrestling world this week. You I think? mean, not much happened. You think? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hang tight. We will be right back. Now back to the two sexiest bald men talking wrestling on the interwebs. This is Drive-By. Alright, Mike. First, I want to talk about your favorite uh, wrestler of the female variety. Your queen. Our queen. Everyone's queen. Everyone's and not queen. Zelina. Get fucking right. Uh, Charlotte Flair. Lots of talk, lots of controversy after Friday's segment. Where do you land on this? Because I'm, I'm kind of, I'm 50-50, man. Because it's wrestling, so I still have my toes on. It's all work. I, you, uh, I'm not even sure I know what you're talking about, man. What what happened with Charlotte? You're joking, right? Dude, you know I don't keep up with WWE anymore. Yeah, but it's been all over the internet. Dude, the, I fucking uh, I unfollowed all the groups that we were in. Oh my man. god! Okay, I, all Twitter I got rid of. I would have talked dude, to this. I would have. I would have. I would have caught you up on there had I known. I thought for sure you would be up on this. All right, let, dude. Here, I'm not a fucking. Let me idiot. give you the. I'm not a fucking idiot. I know what's going on. Uh, okay. Okay. You you had me worry there for a minute. <laughs> I was like, this is your queen. You have to know. Like, come on, man. Give me a little credit. Like, I do do this podcast. <laughs> Um, (laughs) um, look, man, I know the last couple weeks we've been talking about this, right? And we were like, Mm -hmm. there's no way that she'd be dumb enough to want to, like, be the biggest star on this show and leave and yada, yada, yada. But, like... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, um, I'm not saying that, man. I'm just saying, like, because this could just be like a real fucking. I mean, this company. I mean, as this of company right now, they're stuck, advertising. This company's stuck up her uh, fucking ass, and it'd be real hard not to develop a fucking spoiled brat attitude problem with that man. It'd be real fucking well, hard not to. But on the that, flip side see, of that, that's why I'm fifty fifty. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm fifty fifty. On the flip side of that, man, there's equal evidence that this bitch don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> right. Well, it's weird because uh, it's not weird. Uh, I don't want to place blame on anyone, and I'll, I'll keep some of my opinions to off air. 
Um, cause I don't know. And it's not something to speculate, but I will say her attitude on screen definitely changed when her man was no longer at the company. Right. Yeah. Pretty undeniably. I think we can all draw a linear line there. Now we don't really know what that means. We don't know what she's going through off air. I also, like I said, it's pro wrestling. So we're advertising. We, I mean, they, they are advertising, you know, survivor series like Charlotte versus Becky. Like there's supposed to be tension. There's parts of this that I believe, like there's parts of it. Oh, she went off script and she wasn't, you know, supposed to do this and she did this and it pissed Becky off. And then there's parts that I don't believe like Charlotte Flair was escorted out of the building by security. Come on. Do we believe that? I don't know what to believe anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like that sounds so far fetched. Like that they had her leave because Becky was having a dark match and they wanted her gone. And like the entire locker rooms on Becky's side. And they're like, I don't know, man. Like it seems to have, if, okay. If this is legit, what the hell did she do to turn everyone so sour? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, cause let's be real. Charlotte's been on a pedestal in this company since she came to the main roster. So this isn't something that had developed like recently. She's Charlotte Flair. She's the best to do it. And I think she knows that. And I think everybody else knows that. And the company definitely knows that. And they treat her, in my opinion, as such. Like if she wants to leave, this can, like, I don't care what anyone says. You can't say, well, yeah, she should have left. They treat her like shit. Fuck off. Like, fuck off all the way, man. Like, you you can't, oh, well, she should have had, like, three title reigns, and they should have been, like, super lo- No, no. She's, she's been booked uh, phenomenally, okay? Like, has there been road bumps? Sure. But no, no one's booking is perfect 100% of the time, okay? But you could never look at me with a straight face and tell me that Charlotte Flair was booked poorly in WWE without me laughing at you. Oh, you're a joke if you say that. Yeah. So it can't be that. Uh, I mean, unless in her head, right? Unless there's things in her mind that she's just delusional about and thinks that she could be treated better somewhere else and booking because I'm sure she's paid well. I'm sure that they cater to her in every way possible backstage. I, 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 there's no way they don't. They so, they give her everything that she could possibly want. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, get the fuck out of here to say that she... I just... like, And I truly do believe that it's it's really probably just... Look, if if everybody truly is rubbed the wrong way, it, it, it probably she, look, man, she's probably a diva, probably a diva as fuck, and I can see how that could rub people the wrong way. I just I just don't know what to believe anymore about any of it. So I don't either. Let me add, let me throw this out. Uh, maybe maybe a couple things here. If she were to leave. 
The obvious and probably only landing spot would be AEW, where Andrade is her fiance. Uh, one question: One, in your opinion, does that hurt WWE? Um, here's the thing. Um, yes, but only in the way that, like, because here's the deal. I don't think losing a superstar, any, I don't think losing any individual person hurts WWE. Flat out. Short of, I agree. short of Roman Reigns, I guess, and probably Seth Rollins, maybe AJ Styles, but AJ's out of that, like, AJ's like a 42 year old man, you know what I mean? And I'm right. not taking away, he could be champion anywhere. He could hold it, every major title in the world right now. And it would be acceptable. Any company, yep. Any company, mm-hmm. he yep, could hold 100%. them all. He could Ultimo Dragon every major title in the world. And you would just be like, fuck yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, well yeah, obviously that's the guy that, that would do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just because of his age, I don't think it would be a loss to them. Um, I'm talking more like a foundational building block person. Um, mm-hmm. and that's really only like this point, Roman and Seth, right? Um, yeah. And, I, and I'll give them maybe, maybe Becky Lynch. No, I'm with you there. I think, I think with Charlotte, it would be, it and, would hurt in short, short term, not long term. Yes, and Charlotte all. is one of probably Charlotte's probably in that category too for people. But like, I honestly, even Roman and Seth, I don't think would hurt them, and I only think they'd hurt them because, let's be real, men and women superstars are different. They draw different. Mm-hmm. Um, it took exceptional superstars like Becky and Charlotte and Ronda Rousey to break that glass ceiling. Yep. And I'm not saying that they're not exceptional superstars, Becky and Charlotte, but I think that the need for main event male superstars is probably a bit more in demand, right? Especially foundational building block male superstars. Now, short of Roman and Seth, who even then, you know, it's a maybe. I don't think losing any individual wrestler hurts WWE at all at this point. Everybody is a replaceable building block at this point in this company's like tenure. Um, so I don't think it hurts there, right? What I do think mm-hmm. it hurts them is it definitely, it, it like, it immediately upgrades AEW's women division to a must watch division immediately. And that's, that's going to hurt because that's one major strong suit that WWE has over AEW right now is that their women's division is head and shoulders above what they're doing. They've got Sheeta and Britt are about the only two chicks you could take from that show and put on WWE and have them be believable contenders for titles there. That's it. Right. Um, So I think it would hurt them there because it's going to take away from one of their major pluses they have over their competition. But do I think losing an individual superstar is going to hurt them? Fuck no. Fuck no. Short term? Yeah. Long term? Fuck no. Next next part of that, I mean, she goes to AEW. She has to immediately come in, shithouse Brit or whoever's the champion, and have the title, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, and that's a problem, too. Right. I mean, because... Also, if you immediately put the title on her, there's no one that can believably take that belt off her for the next six years. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So, like, it's it's a weird issue. I don't know. I have other thoughts on it. Um, I, I really think it might be a work, and just it might be one of those Dude. work shoots. Okay, that that's what sense. I was gonna say. Also, could this just all be a work? Right. Uh, that's why I'm I'm so fifty fifty on this because what if? Okay, let's say she didn't mean to drop the title. And it was an accident. And let's say it did piss Becky off, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say they argued, whatever. Becky did what she did in response. The segment got back on track. They went and did what they were going to do. Uh, maybe while her and Sasha were finishing up their deal in the ring during that segment, Becky bitched in the back. Charlotte came back. They patched things up. But now we got something we can go with because we think maybe people could tell there was some tension there, right? And mm-hmm. now we can leak some shit because we know these dirt sheet writers just run with anything. And then also, we want to keep our name in the news, not AEW in the news. Let's just run with the Charlotte shit and let's just tell them she wants to quit. She hates this place. Fucking everybody fucking hates her. It stayed in the news the entire week. They even pulled her for media. It's very interesting. And it's either a super elaborate work that I think they fell into or. She's nuts. <laughs> Those are the only two options, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. She's and... fucking crazy. Or, <laughs> or this is a work. And yep. yeah, like you said, yep. they fell into it. And in other news, Mike, an announcement from Ring of Honor that they were... I'll try to sum it up. Basically, it sounded like they said, we're going to suspend operations at the end of the year. Final battle will be our final show. We're going to readjust, look at what we're, we got going on, and we'll see you later. And then immediately it was announced by some dirt sheets that all of the roster members were released from their contract as of January, and now I've even heard that some of them have been released immediately but are being paid through January. I don't know the validity of that last part there. Um, and now I saw today that Sinclair Broadcasting reached a deal with Women of Wrestling for uh, television, Mike. So I'm just going to say it. It sounds like Ring of Honor is fucking dead. Bro, Ring of Honor is like the deadest thing in wrestling. I'm going to say this. I know some people will agree. Some people will uh, not agree. But uh, AEW killed Ring of Honor, man. Oh, AEW fucking murdered Ring of Honor. See, here's the deal. AEW. um, Actually, let me take that back. The Elite killed Ring of Honor. I... Okay, first of all, it was kind of Ring of Honor's... Look, I get why Ring of Honor went all in on the Elite, but... (laughs) Was that a pun? No, 
I didn't mean that as a pun, but I guess it was a pun. I get while they, I get why they did. I get because a hundred percent because that was their money makers. Fuck, man, you guys had to have some kind of fucking like plan in place for what was gonna happen when they left. Like you had to, and they didn't. They didn't have shit. They didn't have shit. And COVID nope. didn't help them at all either. You know no, what sucks but is, they were hurting before is they that. were They were, but, like, they were so fucking responsible about the whole COVID thing. Maybe the most responsible wrestling co- like company there was in, in regards right. to COVID. And then, and then, um, the, their talent got fucking sucked to AEW, man. Like yeah, like straight up, like like it it didn't it didn't become like who they really fucking like AEW's like we're gonna take down WWE. What you really did was you fucking destroyed Ring of Honor, man. All and like not just Ring of Honor, but a lot of indies they hurt, right? Like they took major mm-hmm. talent from MLW, NWA, Impact. I don't care what anyone says. Impact is a fucking indie. Um, you know, fucking <laughs> Ring of Honor. They hurt New Japan with the talent loss. That was, again, mostly the elite. Um, so all they did was hurt the major indies. That's that's really who they fucking, like, really took money from. It wasn't WWE. WWE's making billions of dollars, man. The bottom line's not getting hurt mm-hmm. by anything AEW's doing. If anything, the bottom line's getting hurt by what WWE's doing. Um, but yep. what AEW was successful in was really just fucking the major indie companies out there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's going to be a lot of talent out there that you're going to be able to see now. And, you know, I would almost guarantee you're going to see Dan Housen in AEW in the next month. Yeah, I uh, I think that's where he should end up if he ends up on one. I don't think he would. I don't think he would work in WWE. No, man. not at all. They'd want to change the character. They'd want to tweak it too. And I'm not even like. And I understand why they would want to tweak it. Does that make sense? No, I get it too. And I think he is the kind of character that if he's going to work anywhere, it would have to be AEW. Um. It's going to be interesting. Who this? We're going under the assumption that Sinclair's just done with Ring of Honor because that's what it sure as fucking seems like. Yeah. Uh, who gets the tape library? Because I know they have the rights to all in. Uh, it would be pretty weird to, and kind of an odd like comeback to have all in on Peacock on the WWE Network, right? But I'll say this: I know that Vince has wanted that tape library for a long time. He's tried to get ring. They there were talks that Ring of Honor might be on the network. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, bef- while they were still a company, like so. Let's not make any like bones about it. Like he wants that tape library, but I know you have a theory. Uh, who gets the tape library, Mike? If if I'm Tony Khan, and I'm not, but if I am, and you're really the fucking Man, Tony Khan been talking a lot of talk the last couple weeks, man. If you're really, mm-hmm. if you're really this guy, I got all this money. I got all this fucking money, and I'm the best wrestling one in the world right now. Um, I would overpay for this, 
I would overpay. I'd be like, what WWE offer you? We'll give you that plus fucking $15 million. I would overpay this motherfucker <laughs> to get this tape library and because I not just tape library. Here's what I would do. If he was smart, he buys it all, right? I would buy it all. Mm -hmm. I'll take your fucking ring skirts. I'll take everything you fucking got. I want the name. I want the rights. I want all of it. Then you've got the foundation for your own streaming network as well as you now own your own developmental company mm -hmm. that you can well, they now don't have a PC. They don't need one. Don't need one. Don't need one. <laughs> don't need one but they do they do and i'm not saying they get a pc man but like i don't know man maybe ring of honor is what your show is before fucking you do a, a fucking ring of honor streaming only show once a week where you just change the fucking ring skirts and it's three matches before fucking uh, the record, uh, 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 you tape before uh, a fucking dynamite or something. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. but that is what I would do. I would want all of it and I would use Ring of Honor as a developmental company. Even though, let's be real, GCW is their developmental company. Uh, cause yeah. I'm almost a hundred percent certain. Tony Khan is funneling money into that motherfucker like Vince McMahon was funneling money into ECW. Yeah, yeah, no, I think so, which also makes this a little more complicated if that's the case. If that's the uh, case, if that's the case, overpay for the tape library just so you have it. Yep, and then you can start your own yeah, streaming service. And fuck, I, and, I, and fuck Ring of Honor. Like, let it die I, and, and get that for the streaming service, yes. But I you have the, to have it all I, I think... I don't think Vince will overpay for it. So if Khan's willing to overpay, I think he'll get it. I, I think Vince wants it, but I think he also understands what value it has and won't go more than that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see Vince paying more for that than he did for WCW. No. No, fuck no. I mean, and... We might maybe include some inflation and shit like that, but I just don't think that's going to happen. So it'll be interesting. We'll see where it goes. Uh, sucks for all those wrestlers <laughs> that lost their jobs. You hate to see that. Uh, My entire show Twitter timeline is wrestlers that are like, now taking bookings, now taking bookings. Now taking it's bookings. like, fuck, yeah. man, so many people. You know who's not? Dan Housen. <laughs> Um, he's probably already booked baby uh he also has one of the best selling t-shirts on pro wrestling tees right now have <laughs> you seen that. it yep. it's fucking brilliant <laughs> look it up people i'm not going to tell you about it it's a brilliant I'm, i'll tell you about it it's dan housen sitting at a table with mjf it's a black and it's a black shirt with a black and white photo on it and it's dan housen sitting at a table with mjf and he's wearing the MJF scarf, and MJF sitting there next to him wearing his scarf, looking at Dan Housen with a look of disgust while Dan Housen smiles <laughs> at the camera. It, it's, and the title of the shirt is, We're Better Than You, Housen, and You Know It, Housen. 
Also, by the uh, way, man, I have a Dan House and tooth for you next time I see you, whenever that is. <laughs> nice. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, all right, Mike. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. We'll see how it shakes out. I also, I, nah, I, I'll leave that one. I feel bad we'll for Tony that Deppen. There too. Tony Deppen just got signed, man. Like, yeah. Cat just had a I'm baby sure a lot of these, and opened a brewery. I'm sure a lot of these these guys will land on their feet somewhere. Uh, Andy's seen about to get wild for the next few months, man. I highly recommend everybody, if you got like local indie, like, companies feds um start checking out their shows man seeing who's gonna be on man it's about to get fucking wild like indies are about to get fucking wild like it's gonna get yep. crazy y'all yep absolutely uh but yeah mike uh is there anything else you want to say to these fine fine people before we wrap it up um hug your loved ones y'all always good advice guys uh have a happy and safe halloween and i say it every week it's been real it's been fun we will catch you next time guys are beautiful we love you we really do we love you guys so much uh have a great week be safe driving i don't know why i said that just just (laughs) popped it at the end there just for real like it's not how my uncle died like it wasn't because he like had a car crash i thought maybe i should like (laughs) Like, come on and say, like, my uncle didn't die of a car crash. Um, that's not what happened. Um, I don't know why I told you to be safe driving. I know, okay, for real, I know why I told you to be safe driving. Because at the end of my night at work, I say the same exact thing. I say, you guys are beautiful. I love you. Have a great rest of your night. And be safe driving home. And that's why that came out just now. Oh, this is fantastic. Every now and again, people at work will be like, hey, are you that manager that tells everybody they love them at the end of the night? I'm like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, anyway, uh, you guys are beautiful, and we do love you. Have a great week. New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.